Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, City Place Church, welcome home. Again, my name is Damon Moore, and we welcome you to City Place Church online today. I am sitting down today. You know, last Sunday when Ty and I uh, were preaching from our house, I literally uh, said to her, I was like, uh, I think I'm going to sit down a couple more weeks because I want to make sure that everything that God laid on my heart uh, is, is, is what you hear and what you're able to receive. And so welcome to City Place Church online. We are in God's house this morning. And so for those who are watching in person, welcome. Those who are watching online, welcome. We welcome you to City Place Church today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. So many exciting things happening. Well done on an amazing year. So many people saved. So many people baptized. Well done in the impact that we made in our community through all of the different outreaches, the amount of shoes we gave away, to, to the meals that were served, to the Christmas gifts, to the turkeys, to you moms, to all of the different ways that we served together, worshiped together. We saw God do above and beyond. And, and during the month of February, we always uh, share the vision focus of the year. And we're going to do that again because we turned seven years old this year, City Place Church. And so uh, it's going to be uh, a fun year. And God's not done. Uh, we said this last year at the beginning of 2022. We said that God's not done doing what he said he would do. Our theme in 2021 was this is the year that God does it. And then last year was this is the year God does above and beyond. And uh, he's still doing it and he's still doing above and beyond. And so those prophetic utterances don't stop at the end of the year. They keep going. And so God's just going to take us higher and higher and higher in this year. And so uh, I welcome you again. And so you can follow along today, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And then I want to remind you, make sure you give me a shout out online as well as saying hello to every single person. So many of you were commenting back and forth last Sunday. That's what we want. I can't see you physically, but I love it when you comment. And so thank you for commenting on all the different platforms uh, last Sunday. That's going to be important. So like, share, subscribe today's message. I just wanted to make sure you're aware of that. And then uh, we kick off 21 days of prayer and fasting next Sunday. And uh, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, one of the reasons why there was a week gap between the first Sunday of the year and our in-person and our time this Sunday is because we wanted to teach about prayer and fasting and talk about the power of God so that when we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's not just a routine of our church. Like, no, God, we are coming to find you, to seek you. We're hungry for you, and we are not going to dial it down as some sort of just religious moment of our church. No, God, we need you like never before. And so uh, this morning, I'm going to rewind a little bit to last Sunday, and then I'm going to take us a little bit forward. Last Sunday, my wife and I, we preached uh, just a focus of bringing it into focus. It's a new year. It's a new time. And we thought that what we would do is we'd say, God, bring everything that you see into focus for us. 
we don't want to just run ahead of you and then try to pull you into the thing that we chase. No, God, we want to know what you're saying, what you're doing right out of the gate. And we went to Habakkuk chapter two. The verse there, uh, Habakkuk was a mighty prophet of God and he had been having some dialogue with God and God had been downloading to him. And he said this in chapter two, he said, uh, I'm going to stand and I'm going to climb to the watchtower and I'm going to see what he has to say. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to wait because whatever he's going to say is going to impact this moment of my life. He said, but I'm going to wait. And then as the verses continued in the chapter, God said, write the vision that I tell you. Make it plain on tablets that the one that runs may read it and run thereby. It might take a little bit of time. It might tarry, but wait for it because it will come to pass. And there was a couple of things that we talked about last week that I just want to remind us so that as we go forward a little bit, I don't want to veer off too much. That's the reason why I'm sitting down, because I wanted to make sure that we don't forget about the fact that we want to bring everything into focus and that God is going to speak and that God does want to say something to us. Here's what we said last week, and I just want you to look at Habakkuk's response and his life, is that Habakkuk had an anticipation that God was going to speak. So there is an anticipation and faith that's required for you and I to encounter God, to be able to hear his voice, to be able to, to hear him, uh, his movement, to hear his response in our life. Like there is an anticipation that's required. There's also a positioning of our heart that's required through action. Like he said, God, I know you're going to say something. And so I'm going to climb higher so that I can see what you're going to say. But my heart is in a place of anticipation. My heart is in a place of when you say something, I believe that it will happen. And so we're going to have to be in a place of anticipation and we're going to need to be in a place of faith. But our heart's going to be, God, what are you going to say? And so as we are entering into the full month of January, God speak. We said this, that um, we need God to speak first. Like we need him to say what's on his heart first, because if there is no voice, there is no vision. If he doesn't speak, there is no vision. We can't plan without his voice. We can't dream without his voice. We can't move without his voice, without his instruction. God, we need you to speak. And so this morning, City Place Church, we're leaning in because we want God to bring it into focus. We're not chasing and just running anymore. No, God, you're leading us every step of the way. And there were some challenges. My wife challenged us last week to give God one year. What would one year of our life look like if God had it all? She gave us a one-year challenge, y'all. Like, if we went all in with God, if we said, God, you could have everything in our life, what would life look like? What would life look like if we gave him every single aspect of our life? What would, what would it look like for you? What would it look like for you watching at home if we gave everything to God for one year? And here were some questions that we asked. Just write these down. Who could we be in God in 2023 if we gave him everything? I just said that. And then what is God wanting for you and from you in 2023? Who could you be? Who could we be as a church if God had full control and we gave him everything? And then what is God asking from City Place and what does he see for City Place and what does he see for you and what is he asking of you 
this year. The only way we can find that out, City Place Church, is if we ask him. Like, we have to ask him, what do you see? What's on your heart? Download to me what you're dreaming about, what you're thinking about. Bring it all into focus. Habakkuk was saying, God, you're going to say something because there's anticipation and faith. And my heart is positioned to see you say what you're going to say, and I will respond accordingly. And then we asked as we were ending our services, we asked four questions. We said, how's the state of your heart? How intentional will you be and will we be as a church with our personal and spiritual growth? What do we need to add fuel to in the new year? There's some things that where we just need to add fire to it. Pour gasoline on it because that's where God is pushing us. That's where God wants to take us. And then what are you and I willing to commit to spiritually in 2023? What are we willing to commit to spiritually in 2023? You know, as we were thinking about this year and really going, God, what do you see? What do you want to say? We could only think about the fact that fasting and prayer causes us to go higher, higher and higher. And I found a, I found a chapter in Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. It says this. I'm sorry. Verse 14. Let's go to verse 14. It says this. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. And he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithful, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon right away, and it came out. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then his disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. However, this kind, somebody say this kind. Come on, city place, say this kind, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for bringing it into focus. Father, we are submitted to your authority. We are submitted to your rule. We are submitted in this place of, as we are heading into 21 days of prayer and fasting, God, we are desperate to experience you like never before, not just for what you want to say, but because we want your presence in full capacity. Jesus, you are welcome here today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak through me with clarity. Wherever there's a hole, I thank you for filling it. Stir up, fan in the flame, what you see and what you're starting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is sitting down and the people bring a boy over to him that his disciples had tried to pray for. 
And the story says that Jesus sees their struggle, sees their stress, but also sees a lack of faith. He sees their sin. He sees their disbelief. He sees their lifestyle. He sees it all as they're bringing this boy to him. And he refers to them and he says, you faithless and perverse generation, like you're not understanding that this is more than just what you see. It's not just about the miracles, it's about the relationship. And they say, we brought him to your disciples, but your disciples didn't produce anything like what we know you can do. The Bible says without hesitation, Jesus says, bring the boy to me, come out, he says, it happens that very hour. There is no delay whenever Jesus is doing something like it's like now. And a little while later, the disciples go over to Jesus and say, yo, Jesus, can you please bring some clarity as to the difference in you praying and us praying? And Jesus says, well, I'm going to identify just a couple of things that would be a shift and bring into focus why and why not. And so we asked some questions last week that I want to just kind of dive deeper into because I believe that Jesus addresses some of these things in this story. And as we're heading into 21 days of prayer and fasting, Jesus puts an emphasis on prayer and fasting. He could have said prayer is what you need. Pray more. But he says this kind, there's a certain level in the spirit that will only be attained through fasting and prayer. It's going to cost you something. Jesus literally is letting them know you can be around me and not experience the level of power that's available to you. See, Jesus says, listen, you may be by me. You might be around me. You may know me. And never experience the level of power that's available to you. I wrote it down like this, and I want you to take note of this. Being around Jesus doesn't produce the same power as Jesus. Like being around Jesus, hanging out online. Those of you who are in person, being in God's house doesn't produce the same power as Jesus. Like we have to get close to Jesus. We have to spend time with Jesus. We have to be desperate for Jesus. We have to put a demand on the presence of Jesus, on the power of Jesus. We have to model the way Jesus, we have to live the life that Jesus has been modeling. Jesus says, listen, now I want you to know that you see me doing this. I've empowered you to do this, but there is something that you haven't fully grasped yet. And I want to bring it in to focus. It's going to cost you something. I wrote this down because I was thinking about this even in my own life. And I'm thinking about the, what God wants from City Place and what God has for City Place. And, and, and who could we really be if we give everything this year? And who could I be as Damon Moore and, and, and as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a leader, as a, whatever it may be that God is asking of me this year? I realize that there's some physical problems, situations, dreams that only change through spiritual answers. There's certain things that we grab hold of when we focus on them spiritually. See, in God's kingdom, everything must flow from the spiritual first. I remember last year when we kicked off 2022, God really put it on my heart that our focus for that whole month of January was going to be that we were going to set the tone. We were going to set the tone. And the very first verse that God gave me was when there was nothing, the spirit of God hovered and moved. 
See, in the kingdom of God, in, in God's rhythm and flow, it's going to flow from the spiritual. And Jesus says, you're trying to see a physical, natural thing change, but what needs to take place needs to happen in the spiritual. So he says, you need to pray and you need to fast. So here's some of the questions that we were asking. We were asking, well, what is God wanting from you and I? And what, is he, what does he have for you in this year? And I'm thinking about Jesus and I'm thinking about what his thought process is towards you and I. And John 10, 10 says, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So right out of the gate, we know that Jesus is not going to withhold anything from you as you walk with him. He has so much more for you. Then what does he want for, from you? Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says this. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly. Watch now with your God. You have to walk with God. He, we can't just be running and hope he's there. Father, where are you going? I'm going with you. So what are you asking of me? What do you want from me? Do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. Every single day of 2023, we were channels last week, one full year, City Place Church, we are going to walk with God. We are going to move step and step in step with his leading. He's in front. We're walking right with him. You go to the left, Father God, we're going. You go to the right, we're going. You stay put, we're staying put. I love it when Moses said, uh, if you ain't going nowhere, I'm not going. If your presence doesn't go, don't expect me to go without you. Been there, done that, ain't doing that no more. I'm walking with you. So what is God asking from you and I? To walk with him. To love mercy. To sit in a place where we do justice. What, what does Jesus have for you? Life more abundantly. We talked about that last year. You have to go and look up the fact that his whole life is full of zeal, passion on earth and in heaven. We ask this question because we're diving deeper. And trust me, we're going to end so that when we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting, you can have it all. You can have it all. How's the state of your heart? Jesus looks at him and he says, um, the reason why disciples, this couldn't happen and this didn't take place was because there was some unbelief in your heart. He said, you didn't believe. Like there was a void between your prayer and the result. There's, there, there was something missing. You, 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 you didn't fully believe that what's in you can flow out of you. You didn't fully believe that if you Spent that extra time with God that it will produce something in the natural. You didn't fully believe that I am who I am and that when I endue you with power, let it flow through you. Like he's he just kind of saying, and, and I don't know if he said it that way, city place, but he's just saying there's some unbelief in that heart that we need to deal with. And so if you have faith like a small mustard seed, you could speak to a mountain and it'll move. Like Jesus said. If, if, if you just use just a little bit with the power that I give you, you could speak to that mountain and nothing will be impossible. He says, but I, I, I want you to know that the mountain doesn't move 
except through prayer and fasting. See, there's, cer- there's certain things that I'm sure when Jesus, when, you know, when Jesus is moving, they're all normal to him, but they're mountains to us. And Jesus says, I want you to know that if you look at just a small size faith and you go, wow, that's got so much power, you'll be able to look at the mountain and go, this is so movable. So he says, I want to bring it into focus that even the biggest thing moves with the smallest amount of faith. But he's not viewing it as small faith. He's going small seed produces big power. I believe he says it like this. The current state of your heart, men, impacts your spiritual intake and your output. The reason why we asked that question last week and I'm asking you again, because if we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting and we don't have our heart right with God and we're not believing that he's going to show up and we're not believing that he's going to speak, then what happens is City Place Church is that 21 days go by and we've just had a diet. or We've just babbled along. But if we say, God, here's the state of my heart. I want you to change it. I want you to bring it in the focus. God says, I'm going to respond. Jesus says, your current state of your heart is impacting your spiritual intake and output. He looks and he says, you're going to need to pray and you're going to need to fast. I believe he was saying this. If you paid the price fleshly for my presence, sacrifice the thing that you would chase and pursue and distracts for my presence, you'll carry my power. See, if you and I during these 21 days of prayer happening starting next Sunday, If we set aside the physical thing and say, Jesus, I am focused on you. He says there's going to be a a release of my power, my authority and my anointing like you've never seen. Let me prove it to you. That we have to be intentional. About our growth. Here's here's another question. we Here's another question. We said, how intentional will you and I be with our personal and spiritual growth? Last week we talked about uh, We need to have some goals and some vision from the Lord for our spiritual growth. And it's going to require us reading God's word, being in worship. This is the reason why we ask you to bring your Bible. Don't just watch. This is not a spectator sport. This is engagement. This is the reason why we say we lean in level 10. We've removed the distractions. Don't do dishes right now. Remove the distractions. Don't don't just be moving all around and doing things and just be listening. No, God, what are you saying to me? We engage. We take notes. Father, what are you saying? Because we want to grow. So spiritually, I'm going to lean in like never before. I'm going to get involved with the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Then there's some physical things that we want to do. I'm going to eat healthy because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get more movement. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to plan, whatever that may be. But how intentional will you and I be? Both spiritually and personally as it relates to our growth. Here's what Jesus said. This kind doesn't happen except through prayer and fasting. He says, if you want to see something happen over here in the physical, you have to be intentional about what you do in the spiritual. If you want to see something personal happen, you got to spend time in the spiritual. If you want to see something shift and change, you have to spend time in the spiritual. You have to be intentional before the moment so that when the moment arises, my power flows out of you. I want to bring you in the focus that, hey, listen. This is about being intentional. Let me prove it to you. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 said this. (laughs) Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. 
Jesus was very intentional. I'm getting up before these guys get up. Nobody's around me. I'm going to go to a place where no one can find me, and I'm going to pray. Like, I'm going to be intentional about communicating with my father. I'm going to be intentional about spending time with my father. Everyone knows me as Jesus, yes, but I am still the son of God. I still recognize that he deserves worship, adoration, praise, and I need to hear his voice. I need to know that I am going to go here. I need to know that he wants me here. I need to know that this is my response. I want him to continue to download. I don't want a single disconnect just because my name is Jesus. I am going to be intentional about my personal and my spiritual growth. When you read scripture, the Bible says that at at a young age, Jesus was in the temple asking questions and people marveled at him. His parents left him in the church like because he was intentional about growing. They said that he was people were marveled by his wisdom and and, and acumen at at such a young age because he was intentional. He never stopped praying. Let's keep going. Matthew chapter six, verse five. Jesus said this. He's talking to his his disciples and uh, he says, and when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Surely I say that is your reward. Jesus says, listen, be intentional. Don't just be over there yelling words and, and, and trying to be seen with the depth of your prayer and your, your knowledge. No, just be intentional. Just pray. Just pray. He literally says this in verse six. He says, but when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in the secret place will reward you openly. He says, listen, be intentional about spending time in the spiritual so that you can see it in the natural. Jesus is like, hey, your heart will be dealt with in private. The time that you have with God will be dealt with in private. Your intentionality is what matters. I love this, Acts chapter 2, because we're talking about being intentional. How intentional will you and I be for our personal and spiritual growth? 21 days of prayer and fasting, one week away. A new year, new opportunities, new moment to be able to spend with the Father. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says this. It says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. means they kept staying in the word of God and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. And had all things in common. They sold their possessions and good and divided them among all as as anyone had need. So continuing daily with intentionality, everybody. With one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness. And simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. What does the Lord want from you and I in this year? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. They were intentional in the book of Acts. They received Jesus and they didn't disconnect. They received the power of the Holy Spirit and they didn't disconnect. They decided, you know what? Let's grow together. Let's grow together spiritually and personally. I want to know your family. I want to know your friends. We're going to grow in our relationship with God together. My house is open to you. 
your home will become my home. My family is your family. And if you have a need, I just want you to know that that need will be met. You will never be without. Why? Because I will be intentional in my growth. And you will be intentional. In your. That's the reason why when you start hearing us talk about 21 days of prayer and I invite you to pray along with us next Sunday morning. Next Sunday morning at 930 at our in-person service, we're going to pray before service. And then we're going to pray on that Wednesday at 630 in the morning. We invite you to pray along with us. Because we're going to be intentional. Another question we asked last week, because we're just diving deep and I feel like Jesus is addressing some of these things right here in this chapter. We asked, what do you need to add fuel to in 2023? Jesus looks at him, he says, you have, you have, you, you have uh, unbelief, and that unbelief needs to be viewed as an opportunity for fire to flow. Because if a little bit of fuel is poured on that, I just want you to know that a little seed will produce so much. So if I can shift your unbelief to a place where you go just a little bit, produces so much. If I go all in on him, knowing that he, he wants life and has life for me, oh, add the fire, add the fuel. Here's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul says to young Timothy, he says, there is a gift of God that's on the inside of you and a fire that needs to be lit even more. So he says, don't let it die. Don't let it go out. Don't let it cease to exist. Fan it into flame. There is a Jesus on the inside of you, a Holy Spirit at work in you, Timothy. Fan it into flame. Increase your intensity. Increase your passion for the things of God that's already rising up in you. What is it this year that you need to fan into flame city place? Here, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I, I, I thought about this. So if there's some things that we need to add fuel to, there's some things that we need to actually have fall away. There's some things that we need to have fall away because it can impact and it could cause our flame to slowly dwindle into a residue of smoke. A sign that we once had fire for God. But now it's just kind of turned into smoke. What needs to go away? Because there's some things that, that we uh, try to keep alive that uh, actually sucking the life out of us. Those things need to go away because we're trying to fan in the flame what God wants to do. There's some things. Here, here's a practical thing. Um, what, challenge, what, what changes could you make to your schedule or your calendar that would add 10% fuel? to your spiritual fire. Like there are some things that you're doing and I'm doing that God never asked us to do, but we may enjoy or now we might feel like we're stuck doing. What is it that God's asking you to throw fire on? But what else might be sucking up the life? Here's what the Bible says in John 15. It says every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. And every branch that prunes, that, that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. What needs fire 
It needs to be blown even higher. What needs to be fueled more? And then what needs to be put away? So how do we? How do we answer some of these questions? How do we walk out the fact that and discover what God wants for me? What does he want from me? How do we get to the, where we're changing the state of our heart? How do we get to where we're intentional? And then how do we add fuel? Well, we're going to pray and we're going to fast. Jesus says, hey, this kind only happens through prayer and fasting. So how do we as a church begin to answer some of these questions? We need to hear God speak. We need to lean in to his voice. We need to lean in spiritually and see God respond naturally. So we're going to fast and pray. So, so why would we fast and pray as we get ready to, to wrap up this morning? Why, why would we fast and pray, Damon? Well, Jesus made it clear that there's some things in your heart that we need to refine and get back to focus. There's some intentionality that you need to choose to do. There's some fuel that needs to be poured on a flame that may need to be relit. Here's why we fast. We fast for burdens, for guidance, for health, for needs, for deliverance, for ministry, for marriage, for family, and for power. The word fasting by definition means this, write this down. The abstinence of physical gratification for a greater spiritual encounter. The absence of physical gratification for a greater spiritual encounter. Jesus says, hey, listen, you're going to need to give up something physical. You'll need to give up that meal. For some of you, you're going to have to give up social media. The thing that's consuming you for a greater spiritual encounter. Jesus says, if you remove that, that fleshy distraction and you focus on what God wants to say in that moment, something is unlocked. Here's what else it means. It's a denial of our flesh in order to gain the spiritual. It's a sacrifice of something in the natural in order to gain something in the spiritual realm. Jesus says, listen, spend time with me in the spiritual. It's gonna pay, you're going to pay a price physically, but what it produces spiritually will change your life. And he doesn't make this, this just situational. He says, in this situation, what you were missing is praying and fasting, but this needs to become a habit of your life. Here's the reason why we fast. This is the purpose. This is the purpose. Go to Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8 in your Bible. Ezra chapter 8. Go to Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8. Here's what it says in Ezra chapter 8. I got it on my notes here. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Hava, that we might humble ourselves remember that, before our God. What does the Lord want from us? Humility. We read that earlier in Micah that we might humble ourselves before God to seek from him the way for us and our little ones and all of our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king, saying the hand of our God is all upon all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Ezra says this, he says, um, the purpose for our fast is we needed direction, we needed guidance. 
We needed the hand of God and we needed to show our enemy who we had already been declaring God is. He says, and so we fasted. Instead of us just going through the town or instead of us asking for the help because we were a little nervous that they may not respond uh, or they may doubt the fact that we told them God who is who he is, what we decided to do was we decided to fast about it. And we decided to pray. And we decided to focus all of our attention on the fact that we've already been declaring how amazing he is. Now we wanted him to prove it. So we needed God's protection. We needed God's response. We needed God's hand. And I just want you to know that when we decided to humble ourselves and to walk with him in the situation, not in front of him, he answered our prayer. They had a burden. They needed God's guidance. They had a need. They needed God's freedom. And they needed God's power to show up. The same reason why you and I may need to fast. See, here's the reality. Hum fasting humbles ourselves before God while denying other things that may have our priorities. It also aligns us to God's purpose, to his direction. It acknowledges that God's voice needs to be the primary voice in our life and we're going to recalibrate. And then it acknowledges that our spiritual nature honors God. We are going to bring it into focus. We're going to give God our very, very best. Because as he leads us and as he guides us, we walk out his purpose and his destiny. Jesus says to the, the disciples, he says, listen, small mustard seed faith, spiritual, produces so much in the natural. But you're going to have to commit to something spiritually to see it take place. I was thinking about this, people who fast, this is Jesus, thinking about this, what Jesus was saying. People who fast have a desperate need to hear from God. It includes a heart of desperation. You read stories about Jesus in the wilderness right after he was baptized by John and the Holy Spirit falls and the Bible says that he's tempted in the wilderness after 40 days, but he was hungry. There was more. The Holy Spirit had just come and he was like, there's more. And the Bible says he left. And next thing you know, he sets the place like literally miracle signs and wonders, people coming back into the family of God. Taisha challenged us last week to give God 12 months, one year. God, what will you say? What will you do? What would happen if we gave God everything? So I ask you the same question that we asked last week. What are you willing to commit to spiritually in 2023? You know, there's several types of fast that, um, and you can download, we've got a prayer journal, we've got some information on our website, cityplacechurch.com. But when you think about fasting, there's three types of fast that you can, you can uh, partake in. One is a full fast where you give up uh, your, your meal for a certain amount of days, and you say, God, I'm giving you everything. Um, this is where you're drinking liquids. I would, if this is your first time fasting, I, I would encourage you to talk to your doctor, make sure your health restrictions um, can, can maintain this uh, level of fast. But this is where you say, God, I'm setting aside my meals, my food. There's a Daniel fast 
where you eat no meat or sweets or bread. You drink water and you drink juice. You may eat fruits where you say, God, I'm setting aside the meat portion or this portion. I'm eating vegetables and fruits for you. Daniel's fast um, is found in the book of Daniel where the king's delicacies were brought to him. And Daniel said, I'm not going to defy the Lord my God by eating from the king's table because a lot of what the king table had at that time was was worshipped or, or, or was given as a worship to idols. And so Daniel was like, I'm not going to defy the Lord my God by eating from your table, but just give me some vegetables and I'll show you the power of my God. And the Bible says that he set aside the delicacies, ate the vegetables, and w- when he was done, he was stronger and the men with him were stronger than those who had eaten of the king's table. And then the final one is a partial fast where you might fast from sunup to sundown. Or you may give a meal here, there. All of this, the sacrifice of the physical so that we can gain something in the spiritual realm, is worth it. We want Jesus to bring everything into focus for what he sees for us and what he sees for you in this year. Jesus says, hey, listen. There's so much power that resides in a little seed of faith that if I pour gasoline on it and it comes alive in you, you'll be able to do the impossible, see the impossible. Nothing will be impossible. But you will have to commit to something spiritual to see that happen. And so City Place Church as we get ready to kick off 21 days of prayer and fasting next week. I want you to spend this week and answer those questions and go and spend time with God and say, God, what would you have me fast? Because I'm ready. I'm ready to go 12 months of this year pursuing your presence with passion, with desperation. I know what you want for me and I know what you want from me and I'm going to walk with you every single day. I invite you to come and join us next Sunday morning at 9.30 right here at our in-person service. So many people will be there in the morning and I invite you in the middle of that week on that Wednesday morning to join us for 6.30 a.m. prayer as we lean into the presence of God. This season of our church is going to be filled with the presence of God like never before I promise you that God's going to bless you beyond your wildest imagination, but he wants us to encounter him first. Amen. So right where you are, right where you are, I'm going to get ready to pray. I just want you to bow your heads. We're going to pray. Some of you walked here this, uh, you know, joined us this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And I want to give you an opportunity to meet him today. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes in and sits as the Lord of your life. He sits as the Lord of your life. The reason why in the Bible story that I read, the people were coming to Jesus and bringing the sick was because they knew that Jesus was the only one that could change their life. They tried others, but Jesus was the only one. And Jesus says, oh, if you would just believe all you got to do and this morning you're watching I want to pray a prayer it's literally just saying Jesus I acknowledge that you died for me 
and that you rose again. And I want to have a relationship with you. I want to pray that prayer right now. And I just want you to pray it with me. Go ahead and bow your head. Go ahead and close your eyes. Right where you are. Right where you are. And just say this. Say, Dear Jesus, on this Sunday, I commit my life to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And without you, I will not be who you called me to be. But I acknowledge that you died for me. And you rose again. And I accept you freely as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, right where you are. Come on, right where you are. Come on, those of you here, right where you are, those of you online. Well done for the decision that you made to follow Jesus. You know, there's nothing like, nothing like walking out a relationship with God. You know, in 2022, we saw over 180 people make decisions to follow Jesus Christ. And we saw uh, 18, 18 people say yes and go in liquid with their faith. So for those of you who said yes to Jesus this morning, I want to invite you to be a part of baptism this year. Uh, you're going to be hearing more and more information about it. But if you're interested in being baptized, you can fill out the connection card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. We would love to help you take that next step. Baptism is an outward expression of what Jesus did on the inside of you and it's literally acknowledging that I choose to live for him. We also want you to let us know the decision that you made and you can complete that connection card as well saying I made a decision to follow Jesus. For those of you who are saying, Pastor Damon, I am going to lean in. God's gonna bring it all into focus. We're getting ready to worship the Lord with our giving but before we do that, I feel like I should pray for you. I want to pray that as God is speaking to your heart, there is no fear as you step into these 21 days of prayer happening next Sunday, that you trust God and that whatever you set aside, that meal, social media, partial fast, sunup, sundown, whatever it may be, that you position your heart to hear from God. Now, here's the thing. Whatever we sit away or sit aside, our time with God takes that place. So if I sit aside a meal, I worship, I read God's word because I'm like, God, this is going to fill my spirit up for what you want to do. So let me pray for you, Father. I just thank you that as you are speaking to us, that you're giving us clarity, that you're giving us wisdom, that you're giving us clarity on what you're going to have us do and what you're going to say. I pray, Holy Spirit, that for every single person watching today, that you bring it in into focus. Bless their 2023. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, right now we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. I just want to say thank you for your generosity in 2022. We were able to do more. We were able to, able to make a greater impact because of your generosity. And so I want to continue to encourage you in 2023 to continue to worship the Lord with your financial giving. Uh, we believe at our church, I say it almost every single week, one of our core values is we live to give and we trust God with every single aspect of our church. And we're just so grateful that we get to partner together 
and steward the kingdom finances of City Place Church and continue to make an impact in our city. And so well done on your faithfulness and your generosity today. And again, shout out to every single person that served in 2022. We are going to go above and beyond in 2023 as well. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, all of the dream team here at City Place Church, thank you for hanging out today. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you that you're bringing it all into focus. I pray that you bless us and keep us. Let your face shine upon us. Lift up your countenance to us and give us great peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.